0: WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. That's WonderfulPistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1749. Is fatigue making it harder for you to do your best? By Dr. Jenny Brockus of DrJennyBrockus.com, And I'm Dr. Neil. Hey there, happy Saturday. Thank you so much for being here and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I act as your narrator of the best health and fitness blogs, all for free. And don't forget, we have a few shows where we do this covering a bunch of different topics. Just search for Optimal Living Daily in any podcast app to find all of them. Now, today's article is a perfect continuation of what I was talking about on Thursday's episode. That was episode 1747. I ended the article with my commentary about the power of sleep and how the Man of Steel himself, Henry Cavill, talked about how important it was for him to get at least eight hours of sleep most nights to help bulk up for the Superman role today's article, we're going to talk about other benefits of getting adequate rest. So let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. Is fatigue making it harder for you to do your best? By Dr. Jenny Brockus of drjennybrockes.com. Feeling tired, pooped, or just plain exhausted? Maybe your brain is trying to tell you something. Mental fatigue is a cognitive menace. When we're tired. It's harder to concentrate. Our speed of processing slows down. We make more mistakes and sometimes some terrible decisions. It makes us, how can I say this nicely, a bit crabby and generally a bit bleh. All you want is a hasty exit to crawl home, plop down in front of the television, or disappear under the comfort of your favorite blanket. But it's only 10.30 a.m. and the day is still young. How will you find the energy to get through the day, solve all of those challenging problems, and come up with some brilliant new ideas? High-performance thinking starts with recognizing our limits and then choosing to adhere to them. The problem is we've gotten used to attacking each day at full speed, thinking that this is the only way we can create a reasonable inroad into everything that has to be done. It's time to press pause and look where we are headed. Fatigue and cognitive health. When yet another senior executive or politician tenders their unexpected resignation citing personal reasons or wanting to spend more time with the family, it's often an indicator that those limits were broached and that the choice was made to keep on keeping on long after the closed sign was hung up on the cognition door. Positions of leadership place an additional burden of expectation, which can be self-inflicted because you want to do whatever it takes to succeed. Sometimes others who see your potential and capabilities will demand their pound of flesh to ensure you deliver. Open all hours is a concept best kept for convenience stores and gas stations. Working with the brain in mind goes back to the basics of ensuring the hardware in our skull is set up for optimal health and fitness through engaging in those lifestyle choices like healthy nutrition, sufficient physical activity, quality uninterrupted sleep, and time out to relax and recuperate. While physical and mental health matter, adding in cognitive health completes the triumvirate for complete well-being and enhanced performance. How to prevent mental fatigue? Mental fatigue sets in when we adopt poor thinking or working practices that might suffice in an emergency but are not sustainable in the longer term. In the working environment, it's important to recognize our limits at the individual and collective level. This means planning sufficient downtime is a must to enable tired brains to refuel, refresh, and re-energize. It's about taking some brain breaks during the day, time out to uncouple from our focus and give the mighty subconscious the time it deserves to allow our imaginations to soar, come up with new insights, and reboot our conscious thinking systems. It's about taking time out to differentiate between work and non-work. If all we ever do is work, 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 boring, counterproductive, and exhausting, meaning we have less energy to devote to those other aspects of our lives that give us pleasure and meaning. It's no longer fashionable to talk about work-life balance, so we pontificate about work-life integration or harmony. Give me a break. I'm not worried, though, because just like bell-bottom jeans and big hair, fashions have a tendency to reinvent themselves, granting ourselves permission, especially as the leader, to not always be expected to get in early, to play work catch-up, or stay late to complete work is a good way to start. But the culture dictates, whether spoken or unspoken, is what leads behavior. The country of Sweden, meanwhile, is continuing to broaden its adoption of the six-hour working day, following in the footsteps of Henry Ford. The concept of a shorter working day to boost workplace efficiency is not new. It was back on May 1st, 1926, that the Ford factory workers were given a 40-hour working week to increase productivity. It worked. Whether this is the true ideal for the optimal operation of the human mind remains debatable. Who can say that because of all of our new technology and gadgetry designed to make our lives easier, that we should be looking at further reductions in our applied working time? That would be some interesting research to undertake. Um, no, I’m not volunteering to do it. Last but not least, Plugging in time for regular vacations to take a complete break from work has shown that cutting the umbilical cord of telepressure, like being attached to emails and our mobile phones, reduces stress levels, promotes creativity, and revitalizes attention. This is about taking regular vacations, because let's face it, taking two weeks off every 18 months is grossly insufficient, and any benefit gained from the short break is quickly lost. Have you booked your holidays for the next 12 months? The question is, what's right for you in your position, in your working environment? What steps, if any, has your organization made to ensure that working limits are monitored to keep brains safe from overwork and cognitive fatigue? We simply cannot afford to waste human potential. It costs the individual, business, and society as a whole. And in the light of our current understanding about how the brain works, it's a cost that should not be tolerated. You just listened to the post titled, Is Fatigue Making It Harder for You to Do Your Best? by Dr. Jenny Brockes of drjennybrockus.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast, indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I have to be honest with you. Look, I talk about the importance of getting adequate rest all the time, but I am guilty of pushing myself to the mental breaking point. I definitely get my eight hours of sleep a night. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'll share something with you that happened to me just a little while ago, in fact. This past year, I was applying for a job promotion. I wanted to make the strongest case possible that I deserved this promotion. I wanted to make sure that there was no doubt in any of the promotion committee's minds that I deserved this. So, I made sure I worked my you-know-what off for the past 3 years. Anytime someone asked me to collaborate on a research project, to serve as an editor, to be a presenter, to serve as a coordinator, I said without any hesitation, "Yes, sign me up." Then right around 4 weeks ago, to the day, I hit a wall. It was like I couldn't function. I couldn't think straight. I couldn't remember things. I wasn't sleeping well. My workouts were terrible. No, it wasn't COVID-19. In fact, it was my mental fatigue setting in. Now, luckily, the following week was our campus' spring break, and it couldn't have come at a better time. I did take the week to plan little mini vacations while staying safe during the pandemic, of course. That immediately made me feel better, just knowing that I had little mini vacations coming up. I felt more energized. I was able to take naps during the day. I scheduled a massage. After spring break, I came back feeling a lot better, but still not completely healed. I did end up getting my promotion. I actually just found out a couple of weeks ago, yay. So we could say the hard work paid off. Or maybe I would have gotten the promotion anyway, even if I had backed off on the gas pedal a bit. But I'll tell you something else that happened. After I received my promotion, my department chair called me into his office. He congratulated me and then said, listen, I'm not trying to lecture you or take away your accomplishments in any way but you've got to slow down. If you keep this pace, you're going to burn yourself out. And that's the last thing any of us want. I told him the story I shared with you about hitting the wall about a month ago and promised him that I will take his advice and slow down. But the one good thing that did happen from all of this, well, besides my promotion, is that I learned something about myself. I now know my limits. And I hope you don't have to push yourself to that point. All right, that'll do it for today. I hope you have a great rest of your weekend if you're listening in real time. And don't forget, I'll see you back here tomorrow for the Sunday show and where your optimal life awaits.